Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. Not getting enough Triple M footy? Or did you miss something and need to go back and have another listen? Get the Triple M NRL podcast. It's available right now on the Triple M NRL app. Sunday, a day to worship. Worship a small egg-shaped ball. Oh, no, he drops the ball. Just as long as I'm here in your arms, I could be in no better place. I've got to respect the ball. You're simply the best. Long live the weekend. Long live rugby league. Woo! Oh, you got to love your rugby league. Be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Welcome to the Triple M Sunday Series. Yes, good afternoon. What a great time to be part of the NRL right across the uh, eastern seaboard here in Australia, Queensland, New South Wales. Uh, lots of people listening in New Zealand, wherever you might be listening. Welcome to Sunday Sinbin on Triple M. We do it thanks to Bryden's Lawyers, 1800 848 848. This round so far, Dogs 26, South 16, Penrith 32, Cowboys 12, Para 26, Broncos 12. Gold Coast, 42. Titans, 24. Storm, 50. Tigers, 22. Roosters, 34. Sharks, 18. Just before I introduce you to the boys, Maroons poll today. Um, If I was picking the Origin 17, if I was picking the Origin side for New South Wales, I would have Tom Travoyevich in my 17 if he was fit. I would find a spot for him in the 17. Would Would you do the same? Do you agree with me? Yes, you would pick Tom Travoyevich. Maybe no, you would not. Uh, Triple M NRL Facebook page or at Triple M underscore NRL. And we'll talk more about Tommy a little bit later on in the course of the afternoon. Paul Kent from NRL 360, welcome to you. Thanks, Anthony. Yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting poll today. I mm. don't know which way they'll go. Yeah, you've uh, written some good articles this week. I love that, um, you know, the one about the AFL in Queensland. You, you haven't. They haven't all been good this week. You know I love your work, but... You know, you've probably missed the mark there on one or two things, but anyway. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. Probably not going to be taking advice from you, to be fair. Well, that's fair enough, too. I just say, you know what they say, that as the famous Wendell once said, stay in your lane, Paul, right? Yeah, stay in your lane. Well, Anthony, I think that you should take that advice. Right. And, uh, Hoops, welcome to you, mate. You've had a busy week. Afternoon, Anthony. How yeah. are you? Yeah, another cracking round of footy, and great to see the Chooks uh, get the job done for Mitch Orbison mm. yesterday in his 303rd club record game. Yeah. Scored a couple of tries as well, which was a fitting touch. What an amazing thing it is, Hoops. Like 303 games and the legends that have come through that joint. And he's played more games there than any of them. Yeah, well, it was beautiful to see the likes of Luke Rickardson and Anthony Minicello on hand there and the way that the club formed that guard of honour at the SCG. That's something that Mitchell and his family and all the rugby league will celebrate for many years to come. So it was a really nice touch. And the other big story out of the weekend, of course, was the Gold Coast Titans, Gordon, flying four in a row. They've put the cleaners mm-hmm. through Manly at Brookvale Oval, and that sets up the SCC showdown next Friday evening, the Sex Change Cup. Gordon, would you like to add anything to that? Yeah, good afternoon to all the listeners. No, it's a, it was a great weekend of footy, wasn't it? It started Thursday night, and yesterday it was... I watched the game with interest. I went to the Broncos Leagues Club and sat down and grabbed a schooner and just watched the Titans win. And I 
the text messages were flying between us mm. about that. And uh, I've done a bit of digging, Anthony, and um, the cheapest place for you is probably to go on a holiday to Thailand yeah. and get no. it done in Thailand. Yeah, well, uh, they do good I, work I, over there. I won't be saying anything about that. Uh, yeah, suffice and you can get say, on a couple of tuk-tuks. Suffice and... to say that my, legally I am covered. The, the real story will come out. And those who support me know the real story, know what I really said on that day, on that Saturday back in March. Mm. Uh, just before we go on to the game, I just want to publicly say Hoops... Paul Kent, uh, Gordon Tallis, Ryan Girdler, Peter Sterling, Tom Birmingham, who works behind the scenes here, Tony Soprano, Charlie White. I have not been able to count on your support. Not one person that works here. I have not been able to count on your support through this whole debacle. Uh, if anyone was listening on that day, you know exactly what I said, and the audio audio will come to light. So to the thousands of people that stopped me in Redfern Street this week and said, mate, we're with you, the truth will be revealed. So let's get on to the football now. And uh, the first game we would like to discuss, the Roosters defeating the Sharkies, 34 points to 18. As you said, Hoops, uh, it was 303 games for the great Mitchie Orbison. And they are just, even when they rest a few stars, right across the park. Yeah, you touched on it there, Anthony, the fact that they were able to rest the likes of James Tedesco, Boyd Cordner, Jake Friend. They don't miss a beat. Luke Keary, uh, second week back after having to miss a, a couple of weeks um, with that shattered rib. Uh, he's really starting to run into a rich vein of form leading into the finals. So, look, they're just – they're going to be hard to beat, aren't they, Kenny, the Chooks? Yeah, I like I like how they're coming together. I think uh, the Roosters have, have attacked the whole season with a plan – Obviously got knocked around a little bit with the injuries and that sort of knocked them around for a while there. But we're, we're basically getting back to full strength now except for uh, uh, Sam Verrills and obviously uh, Victor Radley. So uh, having, I spoke to Trent Robinson this week actually and we were talking about uh, just how he was going ahead with things and he's still got some things he's just trying to get into them in the next few weeks in time for the finals. Clearly, there was an indication that they're very happy with the way they're progressing and, and, and the speed at where where they're getting where they need to be. Mm. And so I really think the Roosters are the are the legitimate premiership favourites. Okay, you've got them as favourites, Paul. I, I think they're going mm. to be the two. Whoever beats the Roosters wins the comp. Okay. Gordy, is that how yeah. you see it, mate? Yeah, well, it's starting to look that way, isn't it? You know, a month ago you were, you know, looking at Penrith and can anybody beat them and... You know, if you're a Penrith supporter, you think that it's the best chance in years. You know, they're finishing with the minor premiership. Melbourne Storm don't go away, but just Roosters with, especially their last month, you know, they had a lot of blokes injured, but it just kept on going. And the way they do it with these and every single player in their forward pack can create something. Very, very, very rarely you're going to play against a team and and – and pretty much one to seventeen can hurt you with something what they've got, and that's what they've got. Like they've all got a little bit of footwork, and they play a bit of footy in the middle. Then on the edges, they create so much space with Kiri jumping. It's a, it's going to be a amazing defensive effort if you can keep the Roosters under twenty points in the next couple of months. Yeah, that's got to be the hard bit. They are. Yeah. I like the they. The, remember, there was a point earlier season where they looked almost unbeatable. Yeah, after they shortly resumed after the COVID break. And they were playing a style of footy that was really uh, hard to defend. They drift across field. Blokes were spearing in at, at holes on the field. And it was really unorthodox. So when it's unorthodox uh, attack, it's really then hard to sort of game plan, I think, to beat that. And they are playing that so well. And then obviously they got 
knocked around a little bit injury-wise, but they've come back and I think they're just starting to get back to where they were. I, 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 I like them. I think Melbourne was a really uncharacteristic defensive performance from last night. Mm. Clearly, Craig Bellamy's going to go away and, and realise they've got to do some work there. Now that the Storm have got to get themselves together, the Tigers, you know, that, that was, they scored too many points for a Melbourne side, like 22 points for a Melbourne side going into the finals by a team that's not even in the eight. It's too much, and, mm. uh, and and that's that's something that they need to get addressed. Uh, and and yeah, you know, the one thing we haven't seen out of Penrith this year so far is a team. Yeah, you know, the one thing that stops me declaring Penrith is I'm yet to see them beat a team uh, like Melbourne or the Roosters or even uh, Canberra at their best. Even though they did beat Canberra pretty well, they haven't beat beaten them when those teams have been at the top of their game and are coming after them. Mm. And I think that's really important to be able to just get in the that 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 battle of attrition with them and just say, okay, let's just keep going set for set and see who's the toughest team here. And we know Melbourne can do it. They've been doing it for years. We know the Roosters can do it. We know Canberra can do it based on recent seasons. Uh, we just got to see that. I'm not saying it's not there in Penrith. I'm just saying we haven't seen it yet this year because it hasn't been asked of them. Mm. Uh, Hoops, still on that game. It's hard to think the Sharks... Well, they're going to finish eighth, you would suggest. The Sharks are going to finish eighth, yep. so they're going to make it into the finals. Yeah. They're going to limp in there now with that massive injury to Sean Johnson. Huge, yeah. Achilles torn. Uh, it's going to be a, a long road to recovery for Sean. It's a real shame because uh, he's had his best season for a number of years now. Cooper Cronk uh, called him out earlier in the year and said that he thought he'd been firing blanks uh, ever since he had arrived in the Shire, and Sean's response to that uh, has been emphatic. Uh, he leads the NRL in terms of uh, tries. Uh, but the injury now is going to mean that yeah, it, it sets it. It makes what was already an extremely tough mountain to climb for Cronulla come the finals even more difficult. Uh, yes, they get Wade Graham back, who's obviously um, so important to everything that they do. But uh, I get the impression Cronulla—they're just making up the numbers in mm. terms of the finals. In yeah, all likelihood, they they'll probably play the Raiders in week one. The Raiders are in. Too red hot a form at the yeah. moment. They'll they'll handle them. And I don't think there's any surprise there, boys, that they're looking at the moment to offload Matty Moylan, who's had a horrid run with injuries since he's been in the Shire, um, and he's on a big contract too. So I don't know where to next for Matty Moylan. He's double figures for soft tissue injuries since he arrived at Cronulla. So for hamstrings and wow. calves, uh, he has had now ten uh, soft tissue injuries in relation to. Um, his lower body, and he just hasn't been able to get it right. Mm. He's out for the rest of this year. Again, he's on big money next year. I think he's only managed to play 10 games this season. Um, it's been a, it hasn't been a good move for Matt. Yeah. Okay, well, we wish him all the best too. Still on that game, boys, uh, we touched on it a little bit earlier here. Gordy, uh, Mitchie Orbison has now played 303 yeah. games for the <laughs> Roosters, and that's impressive on so many levels. Played his first first-grade game 2007. Now, there's a clue there, boys. That's going to be in one of your questions later in the quiz. Played his first first-grade game in 2007. And he, you know, you look at the history of that club, blokes that have played for that club, uh, the likes of Arthur Beetson or Horry Hastings, who was a legend at the club in his day, through to Ronnie some of the... Coote. Yeah, uh, Ronnie Coote, Freddie Fittler, all massive legends, and he has all both played more games for the Roosters than any of them. Brian Fletcher. Yeah, <laughs> with a Y. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's probably the funniest thing I've seen. Ah, uh, well, you thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Mm. No, but you know, it's 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 surprising for a club that's been around that long not to have more 
players that have played 300, but that was just the way the game was played, wasn't it? You know, because otherwise South and Roosters would have uh, so many. But to have Anthony Minicello there and Luke Rickardson, and they were two amazing players for the club. And, you know, I'm sure that they got offered everywhere else. But I think it's even more special for like Orbison because a lot of times, you know, he'd be playing in a spot and he sort of missed the fix it. So he didn't know. So when he's going to training every week, he doesn't know where he's, you know, whether he's starting or on the bench or what position he's going to play. So mentally for him to get his head around that and might be late notice, I think he's done an amazing job to play the most games for the Roosters. One of the great stories about Mitchell Orbison, Gordy, and I know you'll uh, really appreciate and like this, whenever he's off contract, whenever it's negotiation time, he just tells his manager to go to Nick Politis, get the deal done. It's not about money. He just wants to remain at the club. That's always been his position. So mm. the fact that he's prepared to be so selfless mm. and, and put the team um, ahead of his own individual monetary gain and want, Anthony, mm. Mm. Uh, it gives you an insight in this type of character that he is. Yeah, great. He just loves being part of a successful champion club. Yeah, and uh, now 303 games and a kid that arrived there from Ballina back in the day and we wish him uh, all the success in the world because he's an absolute uh, ambassador for our game is Mitchie Orbison. Now, finally, Boyd Cordner. Now, this whole concussion area for um, this legend of a player, Boyd Cordner, where does he go from here, Hoops? Well, I mean, it's up to the medical experts I think he'll be back, no mm. question, because he passed the necessary tests uh, when he did have the last head knock when we saw him uh, playing in round 18. I think he'll be back, no question. They can afford to rest him again next week against the Bunnies if the Chooks see fit. And they have got a really strong track record in this area around concussion. We've mm. seen Luke Keary at times um, spend extended periods on the sideline as a result of concussions and head knocks. And the Roosters take a real player welfare safety first approach around it. So I don't think they'll be rushing him, but it's going to be up to the, the medical experts where ultimately uh, Boyd's career mm. ends up at. Yeah, it's, I think Boyd's got to make a decision for his long-term welfare also. That's got to be factored in. Uh, the, the one thing we do know, we don't the, the, the field of uh, concussions and the, the impact and the damage it gets caused is really uh, still at an experimental stage. But what we do know is that uh, every concussion results in some type of permanent injury. Now, whether that has a long-term effect on you, uh, we don't know. Nobody's really sure uh, some guys, you know, some boxers, for example, uh, shows t- show signs of uh, being punch drunk, which is the old-fashioned phrase for it, uh, as early as their 50s. Mm. And other guys, you know, uh, continue to spar well into their 50s and 60s for training and, and show no signs of it. There's no, there's no hard and fast rule. It just affects everybody differently. So I do know that Boyd, uh, the previous time he got knocked out, he was quite uh, concerned for his welfare after that. Uh, He was very nervous about it and was worried because the one thing about injuries like that is you get headaches uh, and you you can't see the damage. Mm. So it's sort of a bit of an unknown. After this one the other day, though, there was none of that worry. He felt okay and he felt good in himself, so he's not concerned like he had. But you just, at some point, uh, if they start to become more frequent, and I think, and there's anecdotal sort of concerns about this, if uh, it takes less and less each time to cause the concussion, then at some point, then that, that, that is, it's generally considered that there's uh, some sort of lasting injury still there or still healing. 
and he needs to start looking at long term repercussions of what he's doing. Because right. the one can thing I, you can can't I? you can't fix it. You can't get to forty five uh, like you do with a hip or a knee and go and get it replaced. Yeah. Mm. Paul, when when you know. And you talked about boxers. Sometimes they don't know when they're beat. And, yep. you know, just recently, Jeff Horn, right? Yep. Um, when, does, when do you take and, – and we were critical of his trainer in that. When do we take it out of Boyd's hand and say, hey, mate, I think it's time because he can't change the way he plays. What, what, what makes Boyd so great is that courage line he runs. He plays with his body. He plays with intimidation. He's on the edge. And he – It'd be really hard for him to change his game and be as effective as what he is for the Roosters. But when do you, when does someone over his shoulder make the decision for him? They can't make it. He's got to make the decision, Gordy. That's the first thing. Uh, and but sometimes some you point, can't make the decision. Yeah, but at some point, look, the guy I, I point to here is a bloke like James Graham, who, who, if you remember in the early days of the of the HIA assessments being uh, becoming part of the game and players being ordered from the field when they were concussed. Uh, he said, look, it's my brain. I should be allowed to do what I like with it. Yeah. Now, he copped a bit of backlash over that. He then went away and, Jimmy being Jimmy, he went away and he uh, researched as much as he could himself. Uh, and I know some of the things he's seen because we, we've shared things. I've, I've given various podcasts and, and papers and stuff for him to read, and he's sent things my way as well. And in that discussion and in that space, he, he changed his mind. He, he understands the full mm. ramifications of what can happen here. Because as I said, by the time you sit there and you say, look, I have some uh, long-term effects here, it's too late. Yeah. You can't go, okay, I'll, well, I'll fix it now. It's a preventative, it's a pre- preventative disease. And you made the co- comment before there, Paul, well, just – by the way, for anybody who doesn't know, Boyd Corden is now still only 28 years of uh, 28 years of age. You said before something along the lines of, "Let me ask you: Is every concussion you get is that more detrimental than the one before? Is that right?" The, the, they say no. They say well, I say the the first one is the worst one, right? Because uh, that then sort of that that then oh, I suppose fires up the damage in your brain. It causes inflammation in your brain. A concussion causes inflammation in your brain. Now your body, your brain has certain uh, chemicals, it, it uh, makes certain chemicals that bring down inflammation in your body. So if you've got a bad hip or a bad knee or whatever, your brain will, uh, through, through you know, the way it works, it, it will create these chemicals that bring down the inflammation. But when your brain's inflamed, it's the actual instrument you're trying to rely on to create the, the, the to heal it. Yeah. Can't do it. And so the inflammation of the brain and this is slightly controversial. There's not complete research into this at the moment, but the inflammation in the brain is what they believe uh, causes the, the the brain to start to thin out a little bit. That CTE with that uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's basically where they you have like what, protein deposits on the brain. It it affects the, the the neurological pathways, and then suddenly it all just starts to it's at uh, what's it snowballs? It just mm. builds on itself. Uh, compounds is the word I'm after. So that's that's the danger. But the danger is, we don't know when it begins. We don't know how bad it's going to be with every person because every person is different. So all the best advice you can give someone is you've got to you've got you, you've got to be, take preventative measures. And and the thing about see with boxers, Gordy, with boxers, uh, uh, what you say to Jeff Horn now is, mate. 
you're never going to get to that high again. You're never going to climb that mountain you had with Manny Pacquiao. So you've got to now make a decision, mate. You're not going to get there. Do you need it's a it's a, a, a like a, a cost ratio? Do you need the constant hits in the head, which is still going to be as damaging, but you're not going to get the reward out of it? So at that point, you say to Jeff Horn now, mate, hang the gloves up, celebrate your career, and go and live a healthy life. Mm. And at some point, every NRL player, if they're getting repeated concussions, has to make that decision. We saw Liam Fulton retire from the game. Because he couldn't, he kept coming back, and the the, the concussive knocks he was taking were quite mild. They weren't big shots, but they were they were causing a concussion on him, which shows his brain wasn't recovering from the previous time. So, for his own benefit, he retired, and and I applaud him for doing it because he walked away on good money. Mm. But he did it for his long term health, and I remember talking to Jimmy Graham about it, and I said to him, I said, mate. I get yeah he he looked at it like he said to me one day we're trying he said mate I'm setting up a life for my family I'm doing this I said mate I'll get that mm. and I said it's admirable that you're doing that I said but by the same token mate you don't want to be 50 years old and not be able to remember they're your kids yeah that's what you don't want because that that then it's it's, it's your sacrifice you've made's worthless because you can't recognise your children. You don't know who they are, and we, you see, and that's when people have dementia, and it, they, you know, obviously it, it comes, it's quite frequent later in life now, but when people have that, that's that they don't recognise family members. They don't, you know. I was talking to someone the other day that, that their wife, uh, they thought their wife was their sister. Mm. That's just what the brain did, and and just stuff like that. So, this is where this is the serious discussion that has to happen, preferably behind closed doors. But, look, nobody's critical of what the Roosters have done, how they've handled I think the Roosters have been superb the way they've done it. Uh, I think Boyd Corner is too brave for his own good. But at some point, and look, it may not be the right time now, but at some point there has to be a discussion. And, okay, mate, look, okay, and if there's further concussions down the line, okay, how are we going to handle those? Yeah. Boys, Tim Glasby's been medically retired too. That's, um, you know, yeah. down, down along the same lines as well. So, uh, yeah, and young, a young man who'd only recently gone to play for uh, the Knights there, Hoops, and, and, and he's forced into um, early retirement McManus as well. McManus. Yeah. Yeah, for, for the same reason. Yeah. Just the, mm. the concussions became too much. And it, it is an injury. It's, it's no different from a player doing his knee for the fourth time and can no longer get up to speed. So he just says, mate, I'm done. The, 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 there's unfortunately there's a bit of a stigma around the brain injury because part of it was when you're young, mate, get up, be tough. Secondly, you can't see the injury. Yeah. So people look at you and say, mate, look at you, there's nothing wrong with you. They can't see inside your skull. So there's a little bit of a, yeah, there's a little bit of some, yeah, a stigma attached to it, but we need to be able to get past that. The players are, are actually becoming very good at getting past that now. It's just the rest of us have got to catch up. All right, boys, uh, just very quickly here, the live ladder. There's a couple of games to play today. It's not going to change things too much. Panthers 35, Storm 32 points, Roosters Eels 28, Raiders 24, Souths 22, Knights 20, 
one, Knights 21, and Sharks 20. Of course, Knights played today. But if you're not in the top eight now, you're four points clear. You cannot make the top eight. So the top eight is set. Perhaps the order might change just a little bit. Paul Kent, James Triceps Hooper, Gordy Tallis. We are doing a thing called the Sunday Sinbin. We'll be here right through finals and grand final. And we hope to be here too for Origin as well. Thanks to our mates at Bryden's Lawyers, one 848 We'll take a break and we'll come back and talk more matters pertinent to rugby league as Triple M rocks the footy. Triple M Sunday Sinbin is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's Lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. Sunday Sydney. Nice to be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Triple M rocks footy. And welcome back to it. We're going to be with you right through the NRL finals into the grand final into Origin because that's what we do here at Triple M. We love a lot of things, but not like we love uh, the NRL. And we do it thanks to our mates at Bryden's Lawyers right across uh, Australia um, and to all rugby league lovers via the Triple M NRL app. Now, our poll today, Maroons poll, bit of a serious one, but see how you go with it. If I say if I was picking the Origin side, the, the whole side, the 17, I would pick Turbo Tom Trebojevic in my 17. Do you agree you would pick him or no, you would not pick him? He hasn't had enough footy and, of course, he's going to have that big break until Origin. Anyway, yes or no, Triple M NRL Facebook or at Triple M underscore NRL with Hoops with Kenty and Gordy Kenty. I'm just saying you'd have no drama the fact that he's played one game, he'll have played one game. In about 10 weeks? Yeah. No, I do have a a problem with it, but this is a whole new issue we're going to have with Origin being played at the end of the year is these players are going to knock off next week, aren't they? And then we've got five weeks of footy before Origin. Well, that's the interesting thing, though. I don't know. So it's going to be very interesting, the strategy both teams employ, because if you've got like a a majority of players who haven't played a lot of football late in the season, Mm. do you sit there and go, well, mate, I don't know if I can afford this guy. I don't know if I can afford him. And look, some will be able to get through. I think Tommy Travojevic is certainly athletic enough that he'll be able to get through. He might be the exception. Yeah. But having said that, he can find an injury. Yeah. I I think he's the biggest risk because of all of his hamstring injuries. And obviously they're fatigued. Like a lot of them come from fatigue. And resting, then he's going to go from naught to a hundred. Origin is a hundred. Mm. Yeah. So he's going to be sitting there, and I think you make a good point, Paul. It's like one game in what ten weeks or whatever, and he got injured yesterday as well. The concern out of yesterday as well, Gordy, is it's a new, like it's a shoulder. Yeah. So uh, yes, he has had hamstring issues over the course of the last eighteen months. He also tore his pec at the back end of last season. Uh, and now th- th- this fresh shoulder injury. So mm. he-, he can't take a trick at the moment, Tommy. Yeah, and boys, you know, you were talking about it somewhere the other day. I don't know if it was, a, was on 360 or the podcast or whatever, but on Fox League, talking about this, you know, players not playing for four weeks and then Origin. It, if Origin is to stay there, it's going to open its own can of worms moving forward where a player, if he picks what club he goes to, does he go to a battling club and say, well, gradually they'll get good over a few years or does he go to – or if he says, if I go to the battling club, they're not going to be in the eight and I'm not going to play four games before I get to Origin. Yeah, you- I, look, I, I don't think Origin can stay at the end of the year. I think this, I think once we get through this series, which we all understand why it's at the end of the season, mm-hmm. we had to get through the NRL and we didn't want to risk – delaying the NRL season for the three weeks that Origin might have taken up. So I can understand why they put it on at the end. But I think once we get through, through you know, into the series, they've taken 27 players into camp, for instance. Mm. Like, seriously. Yeah. That, and I, I get why they're doing that. 
But again, that's a lot of players all sitting there getting their 500 bucks a day stipend, you know. Mm. I just think that, I just don't think it'll work. I think that there was always problems when the Kangaroo Tour was announced and players hadn't played a final series. There was always a bias towards players who had played in the finals over players who hadn't. Players who hadn't played, at least when they went on a Kangaroo Tour, they had a couple of club games on tour where you could give them some, get some match fitness going. Mm. These guys are going to go straight into an origin game. There is also a chance that given it's such it's, it's such elite football being played, that some of the players who are they'll be in different they'll be in different places. They won't all be at that. They won't be all revving at a you know at that you know hundred yeah mark. They'll mm. some will some will be well down. That might become apparent during the game. Mm. Then what do you do? How do you fix it? Then you've got to get it right for game two. Do you then go to and bias towards the players who had played through the, the finals because they're going to be more match fit? Yeah. All right. Well, one thing we do know for sure, uh, Triple M listeners have been absolutely gone bunter on social media with emails and whatnot saying, are you for going to be on during origin time? Yes, we are available. Uh, we'll take it to the highest possible uh person in the company we want to be on during origin time. So thank you to thousands of emails we've had in relation to that. Speaking of players that have had a break, there has been talks around town that Sammy Burgess is making a comeback. Hoops, are you across this? Yeah, look, there has been some talk around town and Sam has been back in the bubble involved with the Bunnies and uh, he's kicked the door off the hinges by all reports in terms of his training. I think he's got a 10-pack or a 12-pack or something like that at the moment. Um, he looks in ripping condition. Uh, and I think, you know, Kenty wrote this yarn uh, last Friday in his column. He did entertain it, didn't he? Yeah, no, he thought about it. He certainly thought about it. Uh, and he was coming back and there was discussions that were going on. Uh, one of the things he, he, that he was going to do, he wanted to come back on a uh, development contract because he didn't want to take up – he wanted to do it because he, he thought his shoulder was okay and, and he was going to be able to get through it. Uh, he's certainly been very impressive at training and he was handling the training very easily. The rest of his body, his lungs, his legs were all great. The shoulder was uh, keeping – still, it was doing its job. It's probably the best way to do it, but it wasn't – he still had a few issues with it. But he thought he could overcome that. And then he didn't want to put too much stress on South Sydney, so he wanted to, he wanted to come back under a development contract, which is no way the NRL would have allowed that. <laughs> yeah, imagine trying to say, hey, we got, we got Sam, he's making a comeback. Salary he's, only, he's only on 80 grand a year. Mm. It's all okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but, but, but wasn't it, it was he and Thurston, because they have that real chronic shoulder and full of arthritis, that mm. there's a chance that they might not even be able to pick up their kids. Yes. You know That's what I mean? It. So. I think when he was medically retired, Gordon, the advice was that he needed a minimum of 18 months, completely no contact and you know none of the physicality that's involved in the week-to-week grind of the NRL. And then now that I think he's had a little bit more time out of the game and he's still been around the bunny setup, right. I think the competitor that beats mm. within him, and Sam's obviously you know at that absolute elite level in that respect, yeah. I, I think he still had a little bit of the fire burning and, and, oh. and, and he... He did have some thoughts. I think he did think about it and probably talk to you know, the likes of Wayne Bennett and people like that about it. But I don't think it can happen because all the other clubs will scream blue murder if Souths were allowed to medically retire Sam, get that money exempt from being on the salary cap, 
Uh, by yeah, Latrell then, Mitchell. Yeah, by, by Latrell, by Joy Arrow, yeah. right? And then uh, somehow manoeuvre Sammy back in on a development <laughs> contract. Before. It's too it's beautiful, too, isn't it's, it? It's way too complex. All right, well, we'll yeah. put that one to bed, what boys. What are you hearing at Redfern, Anthony? Well, You're that's what I was hearing. I was, well, you said there was thousands of people come up to you. What's yeah. the vessel? Yeah. What Has the vessel got any mail at the moment oh, out at Redfern? Mate, the vessel, uh, the vessel hasn't been around of late. I think he's Yaya. That's his grandmother in Greek, his grandmother. His Yaya has been sick. Um, so he might be in some sort of a bubble arrangement at her place in George yeah. Street, Redfern. Oh, he's yeah, like that up like Airs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. not fake like Airs. No, he's real. Airs wasn't fake. If you go past yeah. down Airs, the Airs' funeral is very sad, yeah. Gordon. <laughs> Don't say Airs fake, mate. Yeah. Daphne's listening. Daphne would be very upset. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, the vessel is alive and well. You all read from people that where the Rachel Foster Hospital used to be. He lives up near, just near there, and you'll see his mm. courier van parked out the front. <laughs> At the moment, because there's not a lot of work on, and he's looking after his beautiful Yaya. Well, he's a shoplifter, isn't he? That's his profession. No, no, no. no. Shop feeder. He hasn't done that for oh, years. That's, he hasn't, he done, hasn't done that for years. years. <laughs> Righto, boys. Hey, well, that's honest work. Yeah. It's not quite honest, but it's honest mm, enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, it depends where you get it from, Paul, you know. Well, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Boys, uh, you're starting to speak a little bit of nonsense. It only took 35 minutes. So what we'll do, we'll take a break well, and we'll come back. I was going to say, we're trying to stay away from the... Yeah, you know, don't worry, that's coming up. That's coming up. Okay, just be aware. Oops. For all the listeners, stay tuned. Anthony has been making all sorts of bets, yeah, as I, he always does, never, over the course of we're at the point every here, single Anthony. season. Five in a row. Right. We're at four. We did, now, listen. The Titans have started a GoFundMe page. Yeah, listen. <laughs> to help you out. What to pay you. To help out. Mate, we got a friend needed an operation, old Billy Jean King. Okay, hey, Billy. Listen, mate. You all right? If you want to start on this nonsense, <laughs> the audio, the real audio, clearly says no, I was no, joking. No. No, I was joking. Why oh. can't we play the clean audio of when I said I was? The audio has been doctored, and you all know it. Okay, right? <laughs> and was uh, the audio doctored? Let me ask you this: Was the audio doctored when you pledged to sing the national anthem at the grand final? Did I sing the national anthem? You did. You, right. You well, then what's your on point? That one. You didn't welch yes, on that one. that's right. Was the audio doctored when you offered to dress up as a Roosters cheerleader and do a dance on a bar at Port Macquarie? That was just two mates speaking, only I forgot that what a, what a big trap he had strawny up there at Port Macquarie. So that one doesn't no, that count. That was said on air. That was actually yeah, said on that, air. That, that so was said live on oh, national don't, radio. We don't want a history lesson, right? We don't want a history lesson. <laughs> you don't okay? want a history lesson. Stick <laughs> with the topics, <laughs> all right? I'm with the facts. I did not say I would... I would have a sex change if they won five games in a row. I said it and then immediately said, you know, I'm joking. But look, no, my solicitor said, no, don't go down the road with them. You Don't walk them down the road with this. Let's take a break and we'll come back with I Call BS. There's plenty of it going on now at Triple M. <laughs> Triple M Sunday Sinbin is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. <laughs> Sunday Simbi. Nice to be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Triple M, Rocks Footy. Welcome back to it. If you missed the scores from the weekend, been a uh, interesting round. The Dogs had a great win over the Bunnies, 26-16. Penrith, 14 in a row, 32-12 over the Cowboys. Parramatta, 26. Broncos, 12. Broncos are now dead last. Gold Coast, now four in a row with a 42-24 uh, win over Manly. Storm, 50. Tigers, 22. Roosters, 34. Sharks, 18. The top eight is now, well, we have the eight teams. The order could change just a little. But this afternoon, Raiders, Warriors, then Knights, Dragons. And right now, boys, it's time for this. 
from the makers of The Earth is Flat and I'm Only Having One Beer comes... I call BS. Well, let me kick this off today, boys, because I've got to get one off my chest here. I call BS on my friend here, Hoops, who... Uh, who uh, get on very well with Hoops. Uh, often speak to him on the phone through the week. He's a good fella, Hoops, when he's not being a bully like the rest of them here. But anyway, we go um, downstairs after the show for a cup of coffee, and I think we might have had a caramel slice or a lamington or something. Anyway, I said to Hoops, I've got to t- I'm going to tell you this. It's a, a personal issue. It's not groundbreaking. It's not a big, big deal. But I said, I'm going to tell you this. Don't tell anyone. It's not for the air. It's not for you to go and tell anyone at work. It's just a secret I'm telling a mate. Here it is. Blah, blah, blah. He goes, right out. It won't leave the vault. We sit down and have a coffee. Paul Kent walks by. I said, Paul, come in here and have a coffee. Paul sits down. No sooner does he get his bum on the chair. And Hoops says to Paul, says to me, tell Paul what you just told me. Didn't you do that? <laughs> Didn't you do that? <laughs> hey? Wasn't there a blow up? Fair dinkum. I said, a... I just said to you, don't <laughs> tell anyone. It was off like a satin rocket. I mean, fair dinkum. I mean, what can you say anything to defend yourself? No, you've got me on this one, you Anthony. Yeah. I, I will concede. Yeah. I, look, the, the matter that you were discussing, um, it was of a personal nature, so yeah. I'm not going to bring it up on the airwaves. Well, that's but, lovely. But Does anyone because we're all such what's good, happening? No, because, no. Because <laughs> we're all such good mates, right, <laughs> I thought, oh, this is too good. Yeah. <laughs> and Kenny yeah. just happened to be opportunistically <laughs> walking past. And I thought, oh, no, I've got to tell yeah. him, this is, yeah. a good, this is a good laugh. Uh, we'll have a bit yeah. of a giggle about this. Unbelievable. So and that's, that's the Australian way. Yeah. yeah. My BS is based on that. I'm calling it an icon. Ben Eichen, who's now, because he's not allowed back in the Queensland bubble, mm. uh, he's had to stay down here for the, the entire duration. So he comes over to my place and cooks me dinner and complains that I don't have pots big enough. <laughs> does he cook you dinner? <laughs> the odd couple. <laughs> he does. Mm. So that's why I, yeah, I was there. So I finished work. What's that? Cooked your dinner and complained. He, he, he complains that my pots aren't big enough, and then I didn't have a proper strainer. Mm. So uh, that's why I was walking past, because after I finished work last week, I went out and got myself a nice big pot. <laughs> got myself a strainer, and then last night I got the text message, mate, I'm not coming over tonight. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> so he brushed me anyway. What sort of things does he cook, Benny Icon? I lo- look, he, he loves pasta. He's right. a vegetarian. He's, right. yeah, he's going yeah. through a bit of a vegetarian thing at the oh, moment. Right. Uh, bodies his temple, all that sort of business. Yep. Are you serious? And, yeah, mate, look at oh. him. Look, he's an athlete. Mm. Yeah. He, ben Icon younger than me. He looks 10 years older. <laughs> Yeah. Since, <laughs> he's, since he's given but, up the alcohol, he'll live stop having sugar years longer, and not mate. eating meat. Yeah. 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 He'll live 25 oh years God. longer, mate. Yeah. I'll tell you. No, he, uh, yeah. you know, he, he just cooks a pasta with a bit of chilli in it, a little bit of garlic in it. He got upset because he, got, he goes and buys some garlic. The garlic was not quite right. So he said, have you got any garlic? I said, mate, of course I've got garlic. He said, mate, it ran out of date last year. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it's okay. Yeah. It's best before, not used by. Yeah. No, no, so he threw it away. So, no, it's hard work, but yeah. uh, look, when you finally do get down to the meal, you're going all right. Where has so. Ben at with the whole Broncos CEO job? Do we have an update there? Uh, look, I, I think, look, he, he got down to the final three, and I think there are, I reckon a decision might come this week. Right. Uh, if not so next it, week. So Dave Donahue and, a, and, and there's a Richard Barker. I don't know who they are, Gordy. I yeah, don't, no, I, well... Well, uh, in the paper up here, it's Dave Dave Donahue, the Melbourne Storm guy. Yeah. Uh, ben Eichen and Richard Barker. And those people who don't know Richard Barker, he ran Triple M yeah. here in Brisbane for about 20 years. Yeah, he's a good and fella. And then he went and run the Queensland Reds for a while. So 
So they're the three names that that are popped up up here in the last couple yeah. of days. Yeah, he, he's a big rugby guy, Richard, isn't he? I yeah, mean, yeah, Richard. Um, I think his brother might have played for the Wallabies as well, so right. he's a great fellow, Richard. So, um, and he's been around running businesses, and I, I don't know what Triple M turnover, but I'm pretty sure it's a, you know, over the 50 million. So he's run. That, so the balance sheet shouldn't be a problem for him, and uh, he's good with people. I reckon they're mad if they don't go with Ikey Gordy just because of his history with the club. club. He's been there as a player. He totally understands the DNA of what the Broncos require, and I just think you know, we've seen them take risks with other CEOs. You'd argue in terms of Paul White's tenure that it's backfired and, and hasn't worked because of the way that um, he's now going to depart the club. Whereas, Ben, you just know that he's going to always put the club first and, and have the best intentions of the place at heart. Uh, I think Paul White did a good job for, for a large part of his tenure there. I just think that this, this year and the whole Seabold debacle uh, and, and the, the inability to front up and just basically fix the problem has really mm. undermined what he's, you know, how, how he finishes out his uh, stint there. Well, the real missed opportunity was when he and Darren Lockyer tried to sign Craig Bellamy and... You know, they weren't close, but they didn't end up getting his signature. That then led to them signing Anthony Seabold on the five-year deal, and that obviously went pear-shaped. Just before yeah. I go to Gordy for his I call BS, now that you've brought up Anthony Seabold, uh, where is Anthony with his um, – he's on his mission to find out who was uh, bad-mouthing him via the social media. Where is he at with that um, – what's the word I'm looking for? The um, – you know, uh, he's on a uh, cyber, the cyber investigation. Yeah. Where's he at with that? Uh, I don't think there's going to be much come of that, right? In the Fairdingham department, mm-hmm. so it got handed to the integrity unit, and they've now got it. I don't know what they're going to do with it. Yeah, you know, they'll put it in a file and make sure they don't kick their toe on it. Basically, <laughs> okay. Now, Gordon, would you like to call BS? Yeah, I want to call BS on one of the coaches last night, given the finger. I thought it was a really bad look for the game. No, it was uh, Craig Bellamy. See when Cameron Smith. It's actually a good one. See when Cameron Smith <laughs> surpassed. Yeah. What yeah. do you say? Well, I can't be angry all the time. Yeah, and sure. Bellamy is. Right. Bell- well, Craig. Yeah. I mean, Paul. I don't have your sort of brawn to go out there and pick a fight every week. I like being nice somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The but you I actually thought it was board. really good footage. So Cameron Smith was chasing Craig Bellamy's try scoring record, and he surpassed it last night. And all the players pointed up to Craig. Bellamy in the box, and Craig just sat there and give and just flipped him the bird. Yeah, <laughs> flipped his whole team the bird. Mm. I thought it was pretty good footage. Yeah, for, except if the kids were watching. Yes. Oh, except, oh yeah. Mm. Well, I'll call Bios and your little bit of political correctness right there. Mm. Oh, well, Paul, mate, we can't be cranky every off? day. Mate, no, we can't be cranky every day. What right. was he? Forty-seven tries. Yeah, yeah, it was a good bit of banter from Bellyache after the game too, where he said, "Oh well." It only took Cameron 427 games or something <laughs> to get there, whereas my career was about 140, 150. Yeah. I think it was actually 149 that mm. Belliac played. So, All right, mm. boys, that was a very interesting edition of I Call BS. <laughs> of course, we're here thanks to our mates at Bryden's Lawyers. And uh, what we'll do is we'll take a break. We'll come back. There's plenty to discuss today. Mitch Orbison's going to join us a little bit later on to talk about playing 303 games for the Roosters. Nico Hines, too, one of the uh, rookie heroes in rugby league and a boy from the Senti Coast. I think he's form a woi woi rooster and a yamina bunny all wrapped up in one what we'll do is we'll take a break we'll come back with more as triple m rocks the footy triple m sunday sinbin is full of experts if you're looking for expert legal advice have a chat to bryden's lawyers triple m rocks footy the triple m 
Sunday Simbi. Nice to be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Triple M rocks footy. Welcome back to it. And, uh, well, last night's scores, thanks to our friends at Tyre Power, get up to $150 cash back on selected BF Goodrich tyres. And... Um, well, we just driving here and the tyre light come up in my car, didn't it, Paul? It did. We, we were quite concerned, Anthony, we weren't might, we? Yeah, we might have to call into uh, tyre power down into the Rosebury pub and sort that out. Gold Coast 42 beat Manly uh, 24. Storm 50, Tigers 22, Roosters 34, Sharks 18. They're the scores from last night, thanks to tyre power. In seven minutes, Raiders, Warriors, hoops. One of the biggest talking points out of this game, Anthony, is the fact the Gold Coast Titans uh, put on a clinic yesterday against the Seagulls. 42 points, their fourth win in succession. And we're just going to replay so all the listeners are across uh, this bet that you decided to throw out into the ether earlier in the year. I tell you what, if they win five in a row, don't worry about breast implants. I'll get a sex change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know what, everybody, <laughs> listeners at home, listeners, not one second, if they played one more second of that audio, I go, I'm joking, I'm joking, let's be clear, I'm joking. Well, we've actually oh, really? got a yeah. little bit more audio oh, so as well, right. which you've was prior to the game yesterday. <laughs> right. uh-huh. We'll you just have a, a little listen right. to this. Well, there's a couple of ways I'm looking at it, uh, Tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I do get a sex change, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to look something like Emma because I think Aww. Emma's so beautiful. Oh, that's good. But uh, my wife tells me that this is a very serious issue. Yep. I'm not taking it uh, serious enough. Mm. So before I came into work today, I got online and learned a little bit about having an actual sex change. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there's about six to seven months worth of, um, you know, uh, counselling in it before mm. you can even yeah. take the first step. Fair enough. And is then that you get by a, law? You have yeah, to. Yeah, 100%. Then like a, to get a proper sex change, um, you know, you're going to have to. It's going to cost you about three hundred fifty, four hundred thousand dollars, which I haven't got lying around. No. And Gordy I'm not going does. to get a cheap sex change because a good-looking rooster like me, somebody said to get a cheap one, mm. it'd be like cutting the roof off a GT Falcon. You know, you, <laughs> it just would be sacrilege. <laughs> if you're going to do it, you got to get it done properly. Yeah, of course, mm. of course. Oh. If you haven't just plucked those figures out, you're 300, 400. Yeah. That, no. that doesn't quite sound correct. Well, it's, it's outrageous. It, what, you, how do you know? Because we'll throw that, in. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's like you can buy a boat for $1,000, can't you? Yeah. But if, you, you know, you, you know, if you're going to have a sex change, you're not going to have – you've got to well, get the rigid did. Mm. Mm. Well, there you go. See, so that's what I mean. <laughs> I was thinking was maybe I could get, like, a Shania Twain sex change and just never <laughs> leave the house again. Mm. How about that in the off-season? <laughs> no, but in the Fair Dingham Department, we need to knock this on the head. We're not taking it serious enough. Uh, one second after I said it, uh, I immediately said, you blokes, you know I am joking. We've got that audio somewhere. I know it's not going to get a run. But I said, you know we are joking. You know I am joking. I'm a happily married man with a couple of grandchildren. I don't think they want to start calling me Nana, right? <laughs> and, uh, to my face. And, well, Anthony, no, seriously, though, mate, mm. a bet's a bet. So don't just give us a sob story. No, like, you're why right. Do you, why do you say such silly things? Yeah, you, no, you're and right, Because, Paul. mate, the fact was you didn't say at the end of it, I'm just joking. You, but you did. You know I did. Well, well, why can't we just play that audio? Well, let's just get our guys on it. We'll yeah, well, it the, we'll just let then, it run out. And then the listeners at home will be, they're already, the emotions are pouring in. This yeah. poor bloke, you've, you've all thrown him under a truck. Everybody on air, even the support crew, Tom Birmingham, his father's a friend of mine. He would be disgusted in what you're doing, Tom. No, Tony Soprano. 
Charlie White. It's disgusting. No, they're all pretty I, happy. I, I mate, think... I'm walking the streets. It's starting to get momentum up here too, Maroon. <laughs> yeah. Mate, the GoFundMe page, mate, we'll, listen, we would reach whatever amount you throw out there. Yeah, well, yeah. okay. Well, yeah. It, mate, we'll get you the full... Derek package. <laughs> well, that's what I want. That's, that's what we're saying. The, 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 the brave family's going to get there. It'll get there. But listen, what I'll, I won't, I will not, until we play another 10 seconds of that audio, I will remain Anthony. unconvinced. <laughs> I'll remain Anthony. Let's take a break. We'll come back and we will uh, get some scores for you as the Warriors run out to take on the Raiders and Triple M rocks the footy. Sunday Sinbin is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream.